Hello and welcome back. This is writer Andrea Page and I will be working through part three of the case study about Native American Indians uh, during the 1800s. I titled this one The Results of Resistance. Looking back when the buffalo were plentiful, the Native American Indians lived in harmony. Life was good. <clears throat> Even though their values included cooperation and generosity, the time came when they were taken advantage of and attacked. Not only were individuals killed, but Native American Indians were eliminated systematically as their land was stolen and their food source destroyed. Since family and community groups remained united and the bands of people traveled under powerful leadership, the people had a strong will and had enough of a population to resist new laws requiring them to move to reservations. Native American people endured many clashes, including the Battle of Little Bighorn, where General Custer attacked a camp of, with his 300 men, but underestimated the numbers of Sioux people. Custer, Custer and his men lost their lives while fighting nearly 3,000 Sioux. Afterward, Chief Sitting Bull and his band fled to Canada, and other leaders like Chief Bigfoot took their bands to hide out in the Black Hills. These resilient people continued to follow their ways of life to the best of their ability. After months and months dealing with a rapidly diminishing food supply, the leaders decided to save their people and surrender. Both situations ended tragically. Sitting Bull led his starving people back in 1881 to surrender. He was held prisoner of, uh, for two years and then traveled with the Buffalo Bill Cody's Wild West show for a short time. Eventually, he returned home to Standing Rock Reservation. Then on December 15, 1890, Indian police charged his home and tried to arrest him. Chief Sitting Bull was shot and killed that day. Chief Bigfoot, whose Indian name was Sitanka, meaning spotted elk, was another Lakota leader who was a great hunter and successful negotiator. At one point he tried to adapt to white ways. He attempted to farm, raise corn, and even went to Washington, D.C. as part of the first Native American Indians to share ideas with Indian agents. The government didn't listen. Ideas were forgotten. After hearing about Sitting Bull's death, Spotted Elk and his band left and hid from the army who had orders to bring them back to the reservations. Chief Bigfoot, or Spotted Elk, became ill with pneumonia. The people in his band were starving in the harsh December weather. The army caught up with this group, and after some negotiations, Chief Bigfoot surrendered. He and his band were taken to a camp near Wounded Knee Creek. The strong will of the people and the resistance continued even in this captivity. However, the next morning was a turning point and the end of traditional life for the Sioux people.
On the morning of December 29, 1890, promises were broken once again. As all of the weapons were in the process of being confiscated, a shot rang out that started a massacre. Chief Bigfoot and hundreds of men, women, and children from his band were killed. By the end of the 1800s, their land was limited, the buffalo were gone, their leaders were gone, and the Sioux people were forced to live a new life in one place on reservations. At the turn of the century, Native Americans lived on reservations or on land that others didn't seem to want. They had to learn new ways of survival with little help from the government who put them there. Treaties were being honored, but they seemed to be modified with the needs and wants of the government. The government continued to alter the situation, forcing new rules upon the families. Children were taken from their homes and sent to boarding schools where they lived, learning to read and write in a second language. Their own language was forbidden within the walls of these buildings. Still, after all of this, a proud people with a strong will survived. Native American values continued and their warrior spirits awakened when the people had significant roles in World War I and World War II. This ends part three of the Native American case study that I've been working on. Next week will be the last installments of this case study. I'll end with a quote here that fits nicely with today's discussion about Native American Indian values and a strong will to live, despite the tragic circumstances of the late 1800s. The quote is by Chief Red Cloud and Oglala Lakota Sioux, who lived from 1822 to 1909. And he says, I am poor and naked, but I am the chief of a nation. We do not want riches, but we do want to train our children right. Riches would do us no good. We could not take them with us to the other world. We do not want riches. We want peace and love. Thanks for joining me today, and I'll see you next time.